verse 37. The Bible says that in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, Now, the Bible says Jesus cried. He raised his voice and called people. To, to, in this context, he was literally calling a whole generation to come to God. He said, and Jesus raised his voice and cried, saying, if any man tests, let him come unto me and drink. Now, to test here in context and content refers to a hunger for God. A hunger and an emptiness of God that a man has come to a point in his life where he has acquired a bit of the money. People say if you get money, you will be fine. They have money. But still, there is an emptiness in their hearts. Are you with me here? He is talking about an emptiness in a man's life. That can only be filled by God. And he's saying that if any man tests, let him come unto me and drink. Is any man hungry? Let him come unto me and drink. Is any man depressed? Let him come unto me and drink. Are you with me? You are not with me. If any man bullied by life, let him come unto me and drink. Is any man confused and feel like, why am I even living on earth? Let him come unto me and drink. Is any man in sin? He cannot get out of sin. He has tried. You know when people are sinning, the best solution they give to themselves is, I won't go to church. Let me solve it before. When I'm done solving it, then I go to church. Before I realize they die in their sin. And they go to hell. You don't stay in the house and stop sinning. You come to church to stop sinning. Are you with me? Be like, you know, I, 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 I'm trying, you know, I won't be a hypocrite. It's like being sick. You are sick, you say, I won't go to the hospital because I want to be healed before I go to Then what are you going there to do? I wish you have gone home. Oh, you know, I'm sick, you know. I'm trying to heal myself. Then when I'm done healing myself, have you seen a sick person who heals himself before? Let me finish healing myself. When I'm done healing myself, now I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can go and see the doctors. That's what it means when you are a sinner. You are saying, let me deal, I'm trying to deal with it. Let me deal with it. When I'm done dealing with it, then I'll go and serve God because I won't go to God like this. No. 
Jesus said at the other day, he lifted his voice and he cried. He said, if any man thirsty, let him come unto me. Not let him go to Google. Not let him let him go and see counselors. Not let him stay in the house and solve it himself. He said, let him come. He said, let him come to church. Let him come unto me. Let him come. And when he comes unto me, there is a river for him to drink from. Give us next verse. And when he drinks, he says, he that believes on me as the scripture had said. Ah. He said, any man that believes that I am the son of God, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Kala, Imbaya, Rasha. Listen, we drink to flow. We drink to share. In other words, I was a sinner who could not do anything to myself when I drank. Now I go around setting the captives free. Allah grain those so tired. Do you understand the scripture? You were depressed. You didn't know what to do with your life. When you finish drinking, a river begins to flow for others to come and drink from you. Listen, I am a solution to many generations because I've drank from the river. Listen, you are a solution if you drink from Jesus. He that believeth on me will be a solution to all testimony. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Lord, let it flow right here, right now. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Lord, let it flow right here, right now. Then he says, and as the river flows, it begins to bring every death into life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. I don't know any dead thing that is in your life. This river will bring it back to life. Hey, Aka! Your prayer life that was dead is coming back by the river. Who said Satan put he put you down? The river will flow tonight. Ah, a river is flowing tonight. Akila and Daya. 
They said nothing good will come out of you. A river is about to flow. And Dolwa. Have you seen a river that is stagnant before? You are not permitted to be small. If you, you carry within you the rivers. This is not from Judas Marfo. This is from, so that we say maybe he's lying or he's confused. This is from Jesus himself. That he that believes in me, something will happen. This will be a proof that he has believed. Look, there were some guys in the book of Acts. Their names were the sons of Sceva. Now, this young man had not believed in the name. They had just heard the name. Their father was the, a major prophet in town. Their father was AFM. Okay, 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 okay. Now, they went out to cast out devils. And they say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, the demon caught them, beat them, lashed them. The seven sons, not seven boys, they ran home naked. Do you know why? Because they did not believe on him. They had heard. Listen, it is one thing to be in a car and trying to guess what the name. Oh, Jesus. Then they asked them, it is one thing to guess the name. It is one thing to believe on the name. A lot of Christians are just doing guesswork. They are guessing on the name. They don't know this is the name that when, when the guy died on the cross, the Bible says that there was an earthquake. When his blood turned the floor, there was an earthquake. This is the guy when demons met him. The Bible says that they began to run away. This is the man that when he met a mad man, the Bible said no man could bind the man. And at day and night, he caught himself. He cut himself with, with stones and he cried. But when he met Jesus, he picked up a stone to knock Jesus. But when he saw him, he knelt down and bowed. This is the Jesus we are talking about. In Golua, in Galia, the Bible says that there was a man whose son used to have a certain demonic oppression. In the daytime, you fall in fire. In the nighttime, you fall. In the daytime, falls into water. In the nighttime, he falls into fire. He said, he falls into water. Then when it vexes him, he falls into fire. The demon literally drags him to the nearest pool. The nearest what? And dips him to, to drown. They have to go and pull him out. The nearest fire. Why, why, why fire? To burn him and finish him off. Then, this guy came to Jesus' disciples. <laughs> who thought they knew, they knew him and they were trying to brag. Oh, you know, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Nothing happened for three hours. Jesus came. This is the lender, you're welcome. And suddenly, Jesus, hey, come out. And the Bible said he left and the disciples were marveling. How could we not cast out this devil? Jesus said, you could not do it because he that believes on me. He said you couldn't do it because of your own belief. You could have flown 
river out of you and casted out the devil. But because you lack the faith enough to cast out the devil, this devil disgraced you in the, in the public. This is the Jesus that a woman had had an issue of blood for 12 years. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. The Bible says she had gone, she had gotten tired of going to doctors and nurses and physicians. Every eye clinic she has been there. Every whatever. Oh, you know all those, they are... Every one of them she has been there. Whatever tonic she has drunk. The one they sold in the taxi, the, the trotro, she has taken some. Ah, Sinapia bar, all of them. SDA, Samina, all of them. She got tired. The one day she heard that Jesus was passing through town. Mandiko Igrandi Savala. She's, and, he said, and when she had heard, Mark 5, he said, when she had heard, ah, she pressed in and touched his garments. And the Bible said, and power went out of Jesus. What did power do? It went out. How does power go out? Unless it is a river. The river flowed into the woman. It stopped the blood flow instantly. And the woman came trembling. Jesus, no! Power has left me. The river has flowed. From tonight, the river is about to flow from your life. Igondo, Iganda, Imbala. Zilo Adia. He said, no. Somebody touched me. He said, ah, Jesus, uh, the disciples said, ah, Jesus, what kind of nonsense are you saying? Don't you see the crowd are pressing on you? Everyone is touching you. I said, so, no. Somebody touched. Uh-uh. Don't you see all the people that are touching? He said, there is a somebody. I know everyone is touching, but this one touched. Listen. You... Everyone is mentioning the name of Jesus, but some names do not work. Some mentionings do not work. Everyone is praying, but not all prayers work. Because the secret is here. He that believeth on me. Believeth that he is the son of God with authority in heaven and on earth. That person will receive a reward. You know the reward. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Lord, let the river flow out of me. Is anyone going to pray? Lord, let the rivers flow. Let the river flow in Dokuta. Rigandi, Zantolwa, Rebamba, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Ladinde Endedia, Andada, Rapamba, Endolwa, Lakiga Agotwa, Zetolo, Andile, Rabamba, Rebamba. This river will bring dead things back to life. That's what it does. This river will, will send your impact all over the place. Uh, 
Ah. Ah. Let the river flow. This is the river that the nations will come and drink. I know the nations will look for me. They will look for me. And they will look for us. The river is flowing. They will look for us because of the river. And I will not be hidden. We will not be hidden because of the river. The river. Let the river flow. Come, Dakada. It's a life giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. And as the river flows, it begins to bring every death into life. It's a life giving river. Oh, oh let it flow right here. My belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. Out of my belly shall flow rivers. Rivers of living water. A little one will not become a thousand if there is no flowing of a river. No river stays at one point. If it stays, it's a pond. A river that does not move is a pond. The nations will not come and look for you because you have a nice face and a good accent. Oh, you know, I, I speak very good English. You know, I speak very good English. They come because of a river. When you go to the wilderness, during dry season, all the animals go to the nearest river to drink from it. They can travel for hundreds of kilometers and thousands of kilometers just to get to a river. If the river flows, your ministry will be heard in the distant land. It will be heard. It will be heard. It will be heard. You will have strangers ah, that will come and look for you because they are coming to serve your God. Because your river has flown. Your river must flow to your neighbors. Your river must flow to the to the inhabitants of Sunyani, your river must flow to the people of Ghana. That your river must flow to the people of Africa. Your river must flow. He said to them, when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost pole. He said, your river will flow from Jerusalem 
to Judea. From Judea, you move to Samaria. From Samaria, you move to the uttermost parts of the earth. Because your river must flow. Then Peter and Co. didn't want their river to flow. So people like Paul came and said, my river will flow. I will not sit here in Jerusalem and die. I will take the gospel to the nations of the earth. We need men that an anointing will come on them who will take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Will you go? If he sends you. Because as the river begins to flow, within you is an ability to heal all manner of sicknesses. Ha! Ah. People are looking for genuine prophets. Their lives have been beaten and tattered and frustrated. When your river flows, they come beckoning. They come searching. They come knocking. I heard there's a prophet in this house. Have you forgotten of a, um, 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 what's his name? Saul and his lost donkey. He said, I know a prophet. He knows how to find lost materials. My life will never be the same again. Say it, say it, say it. My life will never be the same again. Now sit down for me. My life will never be the same again. Because Jesus said, out of my belly shall flow rivers. Listen, it's not about I have a degree or I have, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher. It's about the river. If you like, one day wake up, pray for your neighbors, one neighbor that you know this one has been sick for 17 years and let the person's eyes open. Pray for another neighbor or somebody in the community you know that this person too is sick. Pray for one madman. Now go and lock your door. The next day, they will line up at your house. We have heard there's a prophet in this. I said, which prophet? I'm an usher in church. I'm just a cell leader. He said, no. Are you not that prophet that raised my sister's baby who died? I said, oh, um, uh, that one is uh, uh, something like that. I said, ha! I want to meet your God. Show me your God. The rivers must flow. Church, if I have found any secret, it is this. That the only way you can let this river flow is by knowing the word of God. I'm telling you this. Lydia, the only way this river can flow is when you know God's word. Yeah. Give us some 119. I went to read to somewhere. Psalm 119. 
the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I love God's word. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Why are they undefiled in the way? Because they walk in the law of the Lord. Do you know defilement? Let me show you examples of defilement. Defilement. Here. Refers to anything that makes you unclean. Anything that makes you look like you are not a Christian. Poverty is a defilement. Maybe, you, you, maybe I'm not your pastor. You have another pastor who says poverty is a blessing. I'm saying poverty is a defilement. It is a defilement to your destiny to be poor. Sickness is a defilement. Immorality is a defilement. Depression is a defilement. Anything that will make sure that it finishes your destiny and prevents you from doing anything big in this life is a defilement. The undefiled in the way those who are undefiled are those who walk the law. I can't. Okay, he said, what is this? Poverty. Deuteronomy 8.18, he says, show us Deuteronomy 8.18. Let me show you. Let me show you. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Give us Deuteronomy 8.18. Look at it. But thou shalt remember. He's given an instruction. So, if I want to escape poverty, there is an instruction. I must remember God. And he's telling this to people God had helped. And was now taking them to the promised land. They were just left with about, about 10 years or something to enter the promised land. And God is now telling them that, now remember the Lord your God. For what? For it is he that giveth thee power to do what? To get wealth. Let me show you another scripture. Give us Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. It says that the undefiled in the way are those who walk in the law of the Lord. You want to escape poverty. You must be an undefiled in the way by walking the law of the Lord. Look at it. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. means that it has not yet come to pass. This is a prophecy. This is something that is meant to happen. But it has not yet happened. And it says that it shall come to pass if you shall hearken. Hearken means you have heard and you have diligently hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God shall set thee high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. Look at it. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hear king. You see, it's not saying if you, should, you work. Oh. It's not saying if you pray, if you hear. 
you will obey the voice of the Lord. You know, if you obey the word of God. Next verse. Say, blessed shall thou be in the city. And blessed shall thou be in the field. In other words, if you are living in Kotokrom, you will be as blessed as if you are living in Accra. He said, if you are in the city, you will be blessed. If you are in the farm, your house, you are living in the farm, you will be blessed. You will be in the farm rearing cattle, and the city people will come to you and load cattle to the city. Blessed shall be in the field. Uh -huh. Next verse. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. He's talking about sound health. I told you sickness is what? Defilement. Never accept sickness in your life. Never accept it. Never even accept it as the will of God. It's a defilement to your life. It is a sign Satan wants to destroy you because there's no sickness in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. Look at it. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground. Now he's talking about your body now, your ground, where your feet will tread. And, like, and the fruit of thy cattle, your animals. If you don't have animals, your business. The increase of thy kind, so your animals, the flock of thy sheep. Next verse. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Next verse. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest out. It means just by coming out of your room, you are blessed. Ha! And blessed shall thou be, eh, blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Your going in is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. Next verse. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be what? To be smitten before thy face. The Kolo brother. Who said they will they will kill you? I shared the story of the occultic grandmaster who came to my room many years ago when I was in SHS because I had converted his son into Christianity. He appeared, he vanished. Me, if nobody believes that there's nothing this or maybe I believe. The man vanished into my room. I thought I was watching a Nigerian movie. No, no, in that thing is real. With a calabash and a knife. It was threatening me. Suddenly, I saw a light, a beam of light appear on his back and tap the shoulder and he exploded. The next time we, op we opened school and we got to the school, I met the lady and she said, my father is dead. I said, when did she die? When I calculated the time the father died, it was a day after the father came, the man came to meet me. No, no, no. No, brother. No, brother. No, brother. No. He said, the Lord shall, shall do what? He didn't say you. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten. It means they will fall down by you. They will fall down by you. They will fall. To be smitten before thy face. Then he said, they shall come unto thee one way. They shall scatter. How many ways? Before the seven ways. When they are coming, they have planned that they are coming to destroy you. Before you realize, confusion sets in. God drives them away. This person runs here. This one runs there. This one runs there. Do you know why? Because of the rivers. 
And I'm telling you the secret that the secret is the word of God. That is why Satan doesn't want you to hear it. Neither does he want you to learn it. Neither does he want you to listen to it. Neither does he want you to read it. And neither does he also want you to obey it. Because it is not enough to read. You must obey. And it's when you obey that the Lord will cause thy enemies to be smitten before thy face. When you obey. When you obey. Here is the next verse. Then we'll go back to our Psalm 19. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. And you see, in those days, they had storehouses like you harvest. Even the, if you go to the northern villages, when they harvest yam, cassava, whatever, they have a room that they're going to put it there, especially uh, maize. And to be there for a whole year. Sometimes by the time the year is over, termites and other insects have finished everything. And God said, I can bless you in such a way that termites will not eat up your storehouses. And all that thou settest thy hand unto. Do you know what it means? It means anything you want to do is blessed. Anything you decide you want to do is blessed. Anything you want to do is blessed. Look at it. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. He's talking about Canaan. Some people move into new locations and their lives finish. Because they are not blessed. It's not about living abroad. People are living abroad. They are still not having... Their life is, as, is worse than it was when they were in Ghana. It's not about... Oh, you know, I want to go to Spain. There's nothing in Spain if you are not blessed. You will be back. Psalm 119. Shall flow river. Rivers of living water. Look at verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Do you know testimonies? His test, God's testimony is his word. Okay? God's testimony is the authenticity of his word. The miracles of the Bible. The things God said he would do, which he did, they are his testimonies. It is like if um, you go to a business or a, a doctor or something, or maybe a businessman, or you want to invest into a school, they will show you students that have graduated from there and have had what? First class. It is their testimony that, oh, in our school, we are able to produce very good people. Do you understand? Oh, we, this is our graduate, is even a, a doctor here. This is our graduate, is this. It's called. Their testimonies. Their results. It's a blessed are they that keep his testimonies. And that seek him with the whole heart. You see, the woman with the issue of blood saw Jesus with the whole heart. He said, and she said unto herself, she said in her heart, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, will I be made whole? Or catch said, no. That's what it means to seek God with your whole heart. That you even believe that even one word, one instruction, I've had people that God just gave them one instruction, they were like, is that all? 
You don't tell me to do 70 days of fasting. Is that all? But if you see God with the whole heart, one instruction is more than enough. One instruction. You don't need a thousand ways. Next verse. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. He said, as we walk in his ways, we will not do iniquity. Do no iniquity. Unrepented sin. Next verse. Then he says, you have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. His precepts refers to the outlining of his words systematically. Like what we just read, Deuteronomy 28. He said, if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, he said, that's what he's referring to as his precepts, diligent. Now, the psalmist is, is quite interesting. He keeps changing and reiterating and paraphrasing the same thing. Precepts, testimonies. Um, you keep changing them. He's referring to the same thing. Your word. Next verse. This place is praying. By the time he got here, he was praying. Because already he has said, what happens to a blessed, a man who keeps his way? He said, the man is undefiled. The man is blessed. He said, ah, help me now. He said, oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy status. He's referring to your word. Oh, that his prayer is that this is a man after God's heart. Oh, oh that my ways were directed. He's praying, Lord, I can't keep your way. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, why can't we follow you? Have you asked yourself the question why you find it difficult to obey God? You're not the first person. David was like that. One day he peeped out of his window and saw a lady bathing and said, I must rape this woman. I'm talking about a man of God. David was a man. He said, I will, I will rape. Ah, this woman will not go scot-free. I will kill, I will kill her husband. Hey. A man of God killed somebody's husband. Hey. You are not the first person struggling with some crazy thing. Oh. So the man said, Oh, that's my ways, wicked ways. I'm the one who can kill somebody's husband so that I can take his wife. He said, oh, that's my ways. Lord, you know my heart. I'm a wicked man. I will rape somebody's daughter. I will do all kinds of things. I have an ability of even commanding that they should kill an innocent man. Oh, that's my ways were directed. Do you know who directs your ways? It's the Holy Spirit. To the word of God is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. In the book of Galatians, it talks about the fact that we should keep in step. It says, since we live in the Spirit, let us also keep in step. Let us follow the Holy Spirit. And the psalmist is praying, oh that. Lord, I struggle to serve you. Lord, things are not going well. I'm struggling. And he's now praying, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your status. Now sit down. Next verse. 
Now remember he says, oh, that my ways were directed to keep your status. He said, if my ways are directed to keep your status, something will happen to me. What will happen to me? Then shall I not be ashamed. Why was he ashamed? He was ashamed because he is the guy that went and killed someone. I mean, he is a sinner. Every, every sinner is ashamed. This is not true. Then shall I not be ashamed. A lot of people are even ashamed of coming to church with a Bible. That's how far we have gotten to in Christianity. A lot of people are being shy, ashamed of saying, I'm going to church. Please take my, this name, put them here. They are ashamed of saying that I'm going to church. They are ashamed of saying that, you need to I'm a Christian. Do you know why they are ashamed? They are ashamed because of their lifestyle. But when you are, you receive grace and the rivers flow, he said, you will be able to keep his status. Then you shall not be afraid. When? When? When do you, when do you, when are you not ashamed? There's a time. There's a time that you will not be ashamed. And what time will you not be ashamed? When? I have respect. Unto how many of them? Unto how many of them? throughout the year, every message, last year, every message we are preaching is all about the commandment of God. We are, you see, every sermon we preach is a commentary of the Bible. We are not doing it. We are just comment, make, writing a commentary on the scriptures. We are just explaining scriptures. That's what we are doing every now and then. We are explaining his commandments. We are explaining his commandments. We are not talking about the Ten Commandments. Though. We are talking about the word of God. The whole word of God. Next verse, we are going far. We are really going far. Then he says, I will pray thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Thy righteous that also refers to his word again. So he keeps changing, paraphrasing. He said, I will praise you with an uprightness of heart when I shall have learned. Do you see there? He said, that, he said God's word is learned. You go to a school. Are you with me? You say, oh, you know, I, who, who, who am I going to sit down for him to come and teach me the word of God? I have learned. I learn it like you go to school. You learn. That's why we come to church. That's why we come for meetings. That's why we have school of ministry. To learn God's judgments. Next verse. Sit down for me. He said, I will keep thy status. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Means if you don't keep his status, what will he do? No prophet can help you if God decides not to help you. No man can help you if God forsakes you. You are finished. If he forsakes you utterly, even no man will help you. Satan will not even want to use you. There are some people like that. Oh. Satan does, they ask you, they are too useless that even Satan doesn't want to use them. What does Satan use drunkards for? Does he use them for anything? They are as useless as nothing that he will not even use them for anything because they can't be used for anything. 
as you're something falling there. May God not forsake you. Next verse. Ah. He said, Where will all? He said, How shall a young man? This, this is a psalm, the psalm is speaking. He said, I'm, I'm a young man. And I know that a lot of us, every now and then, ask ourselves these questions. How shall a young man keep his ways pure? How shall a man, young man cleanse his ways? Now this is a man that maybe he had killed somebody, I don't know, by this time maybe he had killed somebody's wife or he had the disposition, the passion. You know, if you're a sinner, you know. If, if, it may be that you, you have never fornicated, but you know your heart that you pie. You are. If God does not help you, you are a worse adulterer. You are not yet married, though, but in your heart, you know it within your heart that challenge you. If God doesn't help you, eh, the kind of ladies you will fire. Fire service crowd will not be able to quench the fire. Now, maybe you are also that kind of person that you are struggling one or two sins, issues here and there. Your Christian life is on way. Maybe it's pornography, whatever. You steal, you lie, all kinds of crazy things. And you know yourself, you have, you have a quick temperedness. You smoke, you drink, all kinds of things. You do all kinds of crazy things. And you're also asking, Word well, without refers to how, how shall a young man cleanse his way? The solution is there. He answers it. If David had not answered it, then we would have been in trouble because we don't know what is, we don't know the how. But he says, by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. It is the same thing as someone. That's the same thing he's saying there in someone. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the way of the don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the way of the, they sit in the seat of discomfort. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He said, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. That brings forth his fruit in the season. He said, his leaves also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. He said, but the ungodly are not so. They are like the wind, the chaff with the wind drive it away. He said, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the congregation, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. He said, for the Lord knows the way of the, of, of the righteous. He said, but the way of the sinner shall perish.
I know the way of a wayward man. Share, if you are here, you are caught up in alcoholism and fornication. I know your, your end. I know your end. Look around you. Anger, crazy things, all kinds of immorality. I know your end. Do you see? All those people that they are in their 40s, 50s, and they have all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. I mean, somebody, a, a young lady, a young woman is 30 years, she looks like she looks like she's 50 years old. I, you know your end. He said the way of the sinner is that the sinner will perish. Will perish. Will perish. People that are fornicating every now and then, I know their end. They cannot settle in one marriage. They will not. They will not settle in one marriage. All kinds of crazy things. Demonic doors will open into their lives. Demonic doors. Satan will take advantage of them. Destroy their finances. Destroy their ministry. Destroy everything about them. Because their ways are not pure. But I came to give you the solution. He said, how shall I, a sinner, keep my ways pure? I know you don't want me to preach this message to you. But I'm preaching it to you. Because there's a river that must flow. But before that river must flow, you must take heed according to God's word. Then he said, next verse. He said what? Uh-huh. With my whole heart have I saw thee. Hi. Oh, let me not wander from thy command. He's saying that with my whole heart I've saw you. Don't let me be confused about your word and I don't understand it. And I, I don't even know what it means. That's what he's saying. You know. May I not... Study your commandments and I don't understand what it means. I'm wandering about. I don't know what to do. I don't even understand what it means. And I know some of you, sometimes you don't even know what the scripture means. He said, with my whole heart have I saw thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Next verse. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So that the word that day we put so there is answering a question. Why have you hidden your word in his heart? He said, I've hid it because if I don't hide it, I will sin against you. All manner of sins are because the word is not hidden. In other words, I've committed your word into my heart. What's the time? Oh, okay. Your word has been put in my heart. It has been printed with a password. Because listen, if you don't hide the word of God in your heart, some people remove it out. You will be rolling on social media and somebody says, oh, Bible is fake. The Bible was written by people. Straight whatever. Oh, there have been mistakes in it. Will you trust a book that has mistakes? And then you may also see a preacher who say, oh, eh, there can be typo errors. There can be whatever. And eh, still to be a whatever. Eh, 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 eh. They are trying to defend God. That's what they are trying to do. They are trying to defend God. A book that has survived 2,000 years. A 4,000 year old book. How old are you? All the things the Bible says to people that do certain things, we see the things that, the, when the Bible says, if a man does this, this will happen. 
when you even if you don't believe God, whatever, just read, you see that it's true. People that live in sin, this is their end. People that live a righteous life, this is their end. No, this book cannot be a cake. It cannot be a cake. But if you don't hide it in your heart, you will have friends that will tell you, oh, this, all these pastors, they are doing this thing because of money. They are all lying to you people. They are trying to indoctrinate you. Hey! They are indoctrinating you. They are, they are deceiving you. They are covering your eyes. You have to open your eyes. You hear some people say, me, I don't go to church because when my eyes opened, I realized that all these church things is a lie. No. It was when your eyes closed. It was when your eyes closed. There's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 4 where Paul says, Satan has blinded the eyes of sinners. You know, believers. He has blinded them. Because the path, he said there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. So you are walking on the same path. You know that this path I'm walking on, I will die. But because you don't know, you are still clapping, jumping everywhere until the day someone stabs you with a knife. And you remember all the scriptures that were preached to you. And you'll be like, I wish that I had obeyed God's word. And, and David is saying, I've hid it. Because if I don't hide it, some people will deceive me that it is not true. Some people will deceive me that, you know, you know, forget about this Bible thing. It's a lie. All these preachers, they are lying to you. All these church things is a lie. This church thing we are doing is real. My prayer for you is that you will have a physical, spiritual encounter with God. You will have a spiritual encounter with God that will solidify your relationship with Him. That's my prayer. Because look, sometimes God has to solidify you by letting you see. He opened your eyes to see. We will get there very soon. Next verse. Sit down for me. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. He's praying. Next verse. With my lips have I declared all thy, judge, thy judgments, all the judgments of thy mouth. He said, I preach. He said, with my lips, I have confessed it and I have preached it. Next verse. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. When I read your word, I'm so happy. I hear you pattern the sea. I'm like, wow, what a God I serve. I heard that you, you rain manna from heaven. Say, wow, what a God. He said, I've rejoiced. Next verse. I meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. There are some Christians, they don't have respect to God's ways. Some people say, how can a loving God send people to hell? But you, when you love your children, when they misbehave, you, you kill them. But when they ask you, say, I love them, that's why I'm punishing them. But you, you think that you are more righteous than God. Next verse. 17, let's go, go. Then he said, deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live. Keep thy word. Over here, he's saying, Lord, bless me to live. Because sometimes, eh, the only way you can serve God is to be blessed. 
But you think about it that even Scarecrow be far care about Solukawuni, Obeba. So you want to keep God's word. The word of God says, do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. You want to keep God's word. Are you with me here? God is saying that let him that is taught in the word communicate every good thing with his teacher. God has commanded you that you should never let me go hungry. But you want to do it. But you yourself, you are hungry. Do you think you can do any good thing for your man of God when yourself you are hungry? Then he went on, he said, Open thou my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things of that. There are, there are wonderful things in God's word. And it is only when your eyes open that you begin to draw from the well of scripture. You begin to draw. And it is when you draw that you are able to apply. So the psalmist was wise enough to say, Lord, open my eyes that I may be able to look at it, that I may behold the wondrous things out of thy law. Out. The wondrous things that are coming out of thy law. Next verse. Then he says, I am a stranger in the earth. I'm young. I don't know much. Look at your life. Who here is 100 years old? But you think you have sense. You are wise. You are not. You are not. A book that is 4,000 years old has been accumulated about the dealings of God with men. And God himself has said that this is my word. He said, I'm a stranger on the earth. He said, do what? Do not hide your commandments from me because I'm a stranger. I won't live too long to have many experiences of my own. Like many preachers who throw away the Bible and make it look like you need to, uh, all those people that preach and wrote the Bible, they, before they had the Bible, what did they have? So the psalmist is saying that at that time he had just Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua, um, some of those books, uh, a few of them, and Job. And he said, this is the word. If you have Genesis to Revelation, you are saying it's not the word. David had only Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, um, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and just a few books. Oh, Job. And the guy said, this word, don't hide the secrets in this word. Don't hide it from me. Because I'm a stranger, I'm too young. I'm too young. I can't have all the life experiences. Therefore, help me to be able to see quicker the secrets of wealth, the secrets of long life, the secrets of, of protection. The, because they are in the Bible. They, all those secrets are there. But if you don't discover them, you will beat around the bush. Ah, like Ecclesiastes said, he said, The labor of the fool wears every one of them, for they know it's not the way to the city. A lot of people are living life on trial and error. But the Bible have com has conclusions on everything you want to do with your life. The Bible has conclusions. I just showed you one conclusion of staying away from sin. He said, by taking heed. You want to stay in the house. You want to, you know, use tactics and soft ways. 
I'm a stranger. And I'm a stranger. I'm too young. What do I know? Nothing. What do I know? Look at me. Look at you. A young man like you, you talk with audacity. As if you know something. You don't know anything. As compared to a book that is 2,000 years, you disappear into oblivion and obscurity. You disappear into infinity. You literally you become a non-entity and a nobody. When we compare your years of living, I'm 10 years, so you are wise. The book is 4,000 years old. Containing the stories of people that have lived from 7,000 years old. This book has stories as far back as 7,000 years compared to you. I'm 32 years. I'm 36 years. You disappear into what? Oblivion. You disappear into obscurity. You approach infinity. You are like one over one million. It is 0.0000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
He said, hide not your commandments from me. You have been privileged. God's word is with you. It's being preached to you. You are hearing it. You have it on your phone. May your eyes open so that it, not get, it does not get hidden. Let me straight down. Let's get to about 25 or something. Then we go. Next verse. My soul breaketh for the longing that it had unto thy commandments at all time. Next verse. Thou hast rebuked the proud that, care, that cursed, that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. And then somebody say, there's no curse. He said, those who err from his commandments are cursed. Is that not the scripture? Simply because the scripture says, blessed, blessed, blessed is not true. If you are not blessed, what are you? Remove from me reproach. He said, and he's about to pray a very powerful message. He said, I'm obeying your word. I'm leaving your word. Do you know rep reproach refers to rejection? It refers to the fact, the state of being a non-entity. Someone no one wants to be associated with. Someone no one, no one wants to be be related with. Nobody wants to invest in you. Nobody has found any interest in you. No one feels like people feel like you are not too important for their investment. That's what he's referring to. Remove from me reproach and contempt for I have kept thy He said, yeah, I have kept your word now. Lord, there's reproach in my life. Lord, remove it. Do you know how to remove reproach? By keeping his word only. By keeping his word. Next verse. Princes also did sit and speak against me. But, what did I do? Thy servant did meditate in thy status. You see, they criticized me, but I didn't worry. I just sat down and read your word. This is the solution to criticism, so keep doing what God says you should do. Despite the people that are saying it is a wrong thing. Keep doing what God has instructed you to do. Despite the fact somebody saying you are wasting your life, you are wasting your time, you are wasting your money, you are wasting, you could, this time you used to go to church, you could have used it to make money. On Sunday school of ministry, I told you you have 160 how many hours? 68 hours, you have 168 hours in a week. You only spend four hours in church. Midweek and Sunday, four hours. Two hours on Sunday, two hours on Friday. Uh, on what? Um, Wednesday. You have 100 what? They are 168 hours old. Then if you take four out, it's level how many? You have 164. You couldn't make money. You couldn't make money with 164 hours. But somebody will tell you, you are wasting your time. Every day you are in church, you are in church, you are in church. Why are you the four hours? You couldn't make money. Is it the four hours that will make you money? You have, a, you have your own shop. You have been seated there from morning, 6 a.m. To, to 5 p.m. You didn't get money. Is it, is, it, is it that two hours that you get money? Is it that Sunday morning that you get money? You are deceiving yourself. You are deceiving yourself. You are being deceived. I'm telling you this. I've been deceived. He said, princess. He's talking about important people. People like, what's his name? 
Kennedy Japan. His name is here. Princess. Yeah. Insulting the church, making Christianity look like it is useless. He said they did criticize him because he's talking about princes, he's talking about important people in society. And these days, a lot of important people in society. They look down on Christianity. They look down on faith. They look, but when they go through tough trials, they hide and look for us. They call us. The same people that are criticizing you, they are making it look like you church, church, church. They are calling us. They send out voice notes. They send out voice notes. Because I'm a prophet. Every now and then, voice notes with a long story. And I have to waste my life and listen to that story before I finish it. Because most of them want to call us. I'm busy, I'm busy. You can't call me. The same people. And now I've even decided that now cry if you don't go to church. I don't even want to talk to you about it. I don't even. I've just forgotten about a lot of things. Because after a while, they make you look like a fetish priest or something. They don't, they don't care about God. They just want a solution. The same people that are saying, oh, this prophet, they are just wasting your time. They are lying. Uh, when storms come, they come and look for us. We too, like the Malams, who say, oh, this person came from Juju. We can mention names. And you will be surprised. If pastors and prophets are to mention names, you will be surprised the same people that criticize them who go to them every now and then when they have problems. Yeah. One time I, I heard a, 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 an elder who was criticizing young ministers. He said, how will God call young, young people like this? These people, the Mutiso. Before I realized one day he had to beg me to come to his house. His children were having asthma. He himself, he was beaten and battered and tattered by life. He was seated like a baby, listening to me. And I, I knew that he was as twice as older than me, but he was listening to me. And I told him, kneel down. He knelt down. I told him, go and buy this. He went and bought it. When I was done, he had an envelope. He said, take. I said, I don't want. I said, I don't want. I said, take it. Give your envelope. And then he handed over to the, 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 the envelope to the Uber driver, the, the, the taxi driver that he should take as lawyer because he had decided that because it was an envelope. He just gave himself go. Anything that is inside is yours. Take him to Kutoku. But the same person stood somewhere was and was talking. As I'm told me, when princes are talking against the church, talking against God, focus on the word. It's a good thing to clap. You see, there's a bat there. He said, I didn't care. But, I servant. I did meditate on your word. I just forgot about it and I bent my head and I was thinking about God's word. Okay, okay. Okay. While they are insulting, they are saying, oh, you have gone for juju. That's what they are saying about someone. I have gone for medicine. Me, I'm coming from Juju and I should go for Juju again. My family is, is having all kinds of Juju. I, I, I left it to go for another one. Next verse, please. <laughs> that thing is very funny. Thy testimonies also are my delight. He said, your words are what? My counselors. God's word must be your first counselor. Not what somebody is trying to say. These days, there are so many counselors out there polluting the masses. 
saying all manner of rubbish and nonsense. Go to social media. Rubbish. Yeah, these days everyone... Now I've gotten tired of going on WhatsApp to check people's WhatsApp statuses. Because everyone is advising people. Everyone is giving quotes. That's why now I've even gotten tired of posting. Now you see that I don't even post again. Like I've gotten tired. Just like everyone is wise these days. Giving calls on relationships. But you, you have been in 72 relationships. Giving calls on marriage. Giving calls on money. But you, you are poor. You are begging. Everyone is like this. Everyone is wise. But it's not true. A lot of people are foolish. Because I'm a pastor and I'm telling you that. A lot of people are foolish. Because we meet a lot of people every now and then. A lot of people are very foolish. And these days. Everyone has become a counselor. May you not be one of them. May God's word be your counselor. Oh, the way, please, people, people, since the word of God has, conclu- has concluded, don't go and debate on it. Don't go and debate on it. Don't go and debate on it. The Bible says fornication is a sin. Don't be like, you know, but what, what if we are, we are living together? We are cohabiting. You know, God even understands. Please, please, please. And, and then somebody says, oh, it is okay. God, even, God doesn't understand. He said, your word is my counselor, and the counselor is saying that it is a sin. Settle on it. Settle on it. Let an American counselor tell you that oh, it's okay. God is okay with it because God understands. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand my, my testimonies. God has settled, has settlement on tithe. Don't go and debate. It is settled. It is settled. Go and listen to my message. The, the, the purpose of the tithe. Come preach it today. Next verse. Now hold on. I hope you are learning how to preach. You see, every time I'm preaching and I mention a point, I don't explain the guy. I tell you, it's already taught. So that I'll focus on my message and not digress. So that you don't, you don't preach and then you stop and go and preach another sermon. You see that I'm preaching one sermon and I haven't changed the sermon. I'm preaching the same thing throughout. Learn how to preach. My soul cleaved unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. The word quicken refers to give me strength to carry on. Other people hear that say, Lord, I need strength. Be on your feet. Come the kama. Man the kama. Rivers of living water. Hey, I, I. Out of my belly shall flow rivers. Rivers of living water. Out of my belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. La 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 la. La 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 Out of my belly shall flow 
Rivers of even water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of my belly shall flow rivers. Rivers of living water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La 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 Let it flow, let it flow, oh, let it flow right here, right now. Let it flow, 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 oh, let it flow right here, right now. And as the river flows. It begins to bring every that thing to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right Let that now. be your prayer. Let that be your prayer. And as the river flows, it begins to bring every that begins to bring every that thing to life. It's a life-giving river. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. Oh, shepherd and I. And as the river flows, it begins to bring everything to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. As the river flows, it begins to bring everything to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. Let the river flow. The river of goodness, let it flow. The river of sound mind, let it flow. The river of wealth, let it flow. The river of power, let it flow. The river of the prophetic, let it flow. The river of healing, let it flow. The river of grace, let it flow. The river of prophecy, let it flow. Let it flow right here. Let it flow right now. Let it flow. Let it flow. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Can you have your seat?
That note is wrong. No. Try another one. It's the same rhythm, but the note is wrong. So it's just two. I'll come and show you when we are done. He's doing things. Take out your offering. So it's like, it's three notes. The first note is one, then the other one is like,